Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Samara Hickman about her wedding pavilion ceremony with a cocktail hour at Italy Asola during the fireworks and a reception at American Adventure Rotunda. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Samara. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Disney has always been a family vacation for us. It's actually our first big family vacation together, like me, him, the kids, my mom, also, Disneyland was our first like long vacation together, just me and him. I mean, we went to California and we visited Disneyland for two of the days. I mean, so Disney is a huge part of our lives. And I'm, I'm Disney is my happy place. That's awesome. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Most were excited, uh, especially my mom. She was probably the most excited as she raised us to be Disney kids. Some of my friends who don't necessarily have kids thought Disney was a kiddie place. So I had to convince them that this was going to be a normal adult wedding and it was going to be fun. But for the most part, I would say most of the people were very excited. People wanted to come. Like, I want to go. You know, people were asking us if they can come to the wedding. That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited 140 and 108 RSVP'd and 104 came. Just four wow. people weren't able to make it the week of, two couples, but 104 did show up. That's wonderful. Did you guys set up a room block for them? Yes, we did. And I mean, that was one of the best decisions when it came to transportation the day of wedding. And it made it easier for people who weren't necessarily used to traveling to just get on this website, book this room, all set, all set and done. Interesting. Which resorts did you choose? We chose the Yacht Club, Disney's Yacht Club, and then we chose Port Orleans, French Quarter, and we chose All-Star Movies Resort. Great. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So we knew we wanted a weekend wedding just because we wanted to make it convenient for everybody who had to work and who had kids who were traveling, make it easier so people didn't necessarily have to miss a whole week of their lives to come down to Florida. I mean, we were traveling from most of our guests were traveling from Michigan as we were as well traveling from Michigan. So initially we wanted Friday, May 19th. The reason being I was turning 40 the next day on Friday, May 20th. So my thought was have a wedding and then fly off into honeymoon for my 40th birthday. But our venues weren't available that day. So we chose the week before. And so which was Friday, May 12th, we definitely knew we wanted a Friday or Saturday wedding because we wanted it to be easy for people. And then for people who did want to make a Disney vacation out of it, they can have the whole week for their Disney vacation and then Friday end it with the wedding. Got it. Okay. How did you choose the ceremony and reception venues? The wedding pavilion was almost a shoe-in once I realized it existed. Actually, all the times I've been to Disney, I've been to Disney almost 20 times and never knew the wedding pavilion existed 
until I decided to become a Disney bride. But the wedding pavilion was, we wanted somewhere church-like. And it's a chapel, essentially. So that is how we chose the wedding pavilion. And then the reception, the American Rotunda, I actually saw it on different pictures, pictures on, you know, like websites and social media and thought it was very pretty. And it could accommodate all of our guests. And I wanted to do something inside the parks. And Epcot was the decision made because, you know, Magic Kingdom, I just didn't feel like the early morning and the late night hours of Magic Kingdom were... I just like the hours from Epcot better. And then I wanted our guests to experience fireworks too. So that's why we chose the Italy Estella for the cocktail hours so they can have the firework experience as well. That's wonderful. Did you use any outside vendors for the parts of your event that you were able to? We did not. However, though, we did make our own flowers for the ceremony. For that, we had family help us and make that bouquets and the boutonnieres for the guys and the flower girl basket and such. We had my aunt. She was our flower person, essentially, just to save money on that aspect of things. Right. Okay. Do you also want to talk about choosing outside photography? Yeah. So choosing an outside photographer, I actually, on the Disprides group, I had posted a question randomly like somebody helped me with these venues and Andrea from Bella Gray Photography had commented and just said hey you know really cute picture and she gave me some advice and then I started looking into her further from that and then I had a conversation with her and she actually when we talked she was at Disney and so I just thought that was perfect that she just knew Disney so well she was at Disney with her Disney Springs actually with her kids and she was telling me how she frequents Disney, Disney Springs. It's one of her happy places, too. And I felt like we connected in that aspect. So that's how we decided to choose her for our photography. I just felt like she was very knowledgeable, very friendly, very like, this is how we should do it. What do you think? I mean, she she definitely, I felt like she was a wedding planner extraordinaire as the photographer. So that's why I decided to go with her. Fantastic. How did you choose your officiant? Oh, officiant was kind of an easy choice for us. It was my godmother. And then she was somebody who 100% supported not only this relationship, but 100% supported this marriage. From the day I told her we were together from Engage, she was the most excited. So she's a minister. So it was easy for us to ask her if she could be our officiant. That's so great. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? We added Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and they were probably one of the best surprises for our guests. I, I was actually surprised with the response when Mickey and Minnie came out and people screaming and excited about it. And it was a surprise. Only a few people knew they were coming to the reception. So it was a pleasant surprise for our guests. I take it even the people who thought it was going to be a kid's birthday party wedding were excited. (laughs) Yeah, they took selfies with Mickey and Minnie as well. And they danced with us. Mickey and Minnie Mouse danced with the guests and took pictures with everybody. So that was pretty awesome. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend? For... Most of the guests, I feel like the confetti, the funfetti cake was, all the cakes were good. All the cake flavors were delicious. But the funfetti was like the safe choice and it was delicious and soft. And, oh, the gray stuff. One of the cake flavors that I felt like was, it was almost like an Oreo mix, but the gray stuff, it was delicious. And a lot of people commented that that was their favorite cake flavor. Great. Any savory items from your menu that you would recommend? Everybody thought the mac and cheese was the best thing in the world. The mac and cheese in the cups that we served it for an appetizer right before the meal. And we were afraid because we had a lot of food. We had a lot of food at the cocktail hour. 
which everything was delicious. Favorite thing, cheeseburger, egg rolls, 100%. My absolute favorite. And then at the reception itself, before we served the, the main course, we had mac and cheese for everybody for appetizers, and everybody voted that to be the best item on the menu. All of the food was good. We actually, John and I didn't eat the day of the wedding. We were too, we didn't eat at all. I think I probably dipped one cheeseburger egg roll. We only knew what everything tastes like from going and do the menu tasting at Disney. We didn't eat at all. I would say on the day of, people tried to make us eat, but I think we were just so like overwhelmed and, and just into everybody else and making sure we, you know, made our rounds that we didn't really eat much. But we knew what everything tastes like from the menu tasting. So that was good. <laughs> Did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party to your event? We did not. That was one of the things we cut costs on. We did not add a dessert or a welcome party. We let everybody kind of do their own thing. A lot of our guests, it was their first time at Disney, so a lot of people just went to the parks afterward. We did meet a handful of our family at the Magic Kingdom on the day after, but nothing official. We just met up with everybody the day after. Got it. Okay. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah, so I know for the guys, it's a little different. For the, the girls, we essentially, we were up and at them at 8 o'clock in the morning because the hair and the makeup people started with the bridesmaids at 8. Up and at them at 8, the bridesmaids got started with their hair and makeup. I was in the chair around noon getting my hair tightened. And then at 1 o'clock, she started on my makeup as well. At approximately 4 o'clock, the guys left to go to the Grand Floridian to take their pictures. And then we left around 5 o'clock. From 4 to 5, when the guys left to go to the Grand Floridian, the girls were in the rooms taking our robe pictures. We had robes and champagne bottles and glasses and our getting ready photos. And then at 5, we went and headed over to the Grand Floridian. John and I chose not to do a first look. So at the Grand Floridian, our photographers and the Disney wedding coordinators were making sure we didn't see each other the whole time. But we were both at the Grand Floridian at the same time. He was outside when I was in and vice versa. At approximately... Six o'clock ish, the guys left to go to the wedding pavilion, and then the girls headed over about six thirty. I had the Cinderella carriage, so I left the Grand Floridian at about six forty-five to head over to the wedding pavilion in the carriage. So the ceremony started at seven thirty. It was quick. The ceremony lasted approximately twenty minutes. After the ceremony, we chose to do a staged exit, which was fun. It was I actually that was one of the things I was like, we don't need this, but I mean it looked awesome for pictures and for us to actually see all of our guests, you know, on the way out, it was good to see everybody's face who was there. Cause you know, at the actual ceremony, you don't really pay attention to everybody around you. And then we were able to ride off in the Cinderella carriage for a few minutes while the guests gather on the buses. Approximately eight to eight 15, the guests went over in the motor coaches to Epcot and we followed behind at about eight 15. We arrived at Epcot about eight 30 at the Italy Isola. 8.30 to 9.30, we had our cocktail hour, which included 9 o'clock, the fireworks show, Epcot Forever. At approximately 9.30 to 10, everybody went inside the American Rotunda for the reception. We started with a champagne toast, and then at 10.30, we started eating. And at 11.30, Mickey and Minnie Mouse came out and essentially started the dance party. And we did cake cutting at that time. And then after that, it was just free game for everybody. How long did your reception last? It lasted until 1.30. I see sometimes people are worried about using American Adventure because they're afraid that their guests are going to think they're eating too late. Did you get that sense from your guests? You don't know. Actually, that was one of our worries, actually, that, oh, this is so late to eat. But I think with the cocktail hour, 
being at 8.30 and everybody was well-fed at that time. Nobody complained that they were, like, hungry. And people still ate their food. It wasn't too late, especially because the day started late. Technically, though, I mean, the wedding not starting until 7.30. The whole day started late. Right. Okay, got it. We advised our guests to sleep in. Sleep in. Don't go to any parks on Friday. Don't do anything. Take a nap if you wake up early. We advised our, we told our guests it was going to be a long day. So people knew. People were aware that we weren't going to be eating till late and that it was going to be a long night. That's great. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Food. We focused a lot of our attention and budget on food and drinks, including the alcoholic beverages. We thought that was important for our guests. Make sure they come. They're going to eat good. They're going to drink good. They're going to have a good time. Also to the venue. I was stuck on, I mean, you know, I changed my wedding date because I wanted a specific venue. Like I wanted the wedding pavilion. I wanted the Italy Isola. I wanted American Rosanda. So that was probably one of the most important things. And then the second being the food too. Besides that, we just wanted everybody to have fun. So being at the Italy Isola gave us the opportunity to have the fireworks involved. And so that was important to me too. Like I wanted people to experience Disney and I believe that nighttime shows are Disney. Like that's a Disney experience that you can't get anywhere else. Definitely. Yeah. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? Yes. The, uh, decorations at the wedding pavilion we cut back on we actually the wedding pavilion in itself without anything is such a beautiful place like it's it's more beautiful than the pictures that you see when you're there in person it's just like wow this is an amazing place so we actually saved a lot of money by cutting off the decorations for the wedding pavilion we had no flowers all we had were the unity candles and we had the aisle runner that's it we didn't have anything else on the aisles no other further decorations we saved money by not having any extra musicians we had the organist we used, and he was amazing. We had Adam, and he was amazing and gave us the sounds that we wanted and looked for. We had a DJ at the reception, so we didn't need any extra music after that. So that's where we cut money and like, just the extra stuff that we didn't feel like was needed because, you know, Disney itself is an adventure without all of the extra flowers and decorations and everything else. So we definitely cut a lot of money there. With the organist at the wedding pavilion, when you say that he gave you the sounds you were looking for, did you have him use the organ and, you know, change it so it sounded like a different instrument? Yep. We actually, like, I wanted certain sounds to sound like an orchestra playing or a piano and a violinist. And he did just that. Like, we told him what we wanted. We told him what songs. And he he made it so beautiful. That's fantastic. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? When I asked John about this, too, we had two different favorite memories. His favorite memory was actually us dancing, doing our first dance at the reception. My favorite memory actually was when the doors of the wedding pavilion opened and I saw him standing up there and then, you know, the most important people in my life all there. Like, I, I think I woosahed at that point. I was so stressed leading up to, is everything going to go right, that at that moment, I actually, like, exhaled and was like, ah, you know, like, this is it. Like, we're doing this. And I mean, it's really happening. So I think that was my favorite memory, like just the doors of the church opening and us just being there. And that was amazing. <laughs> Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? No, actually, I mean, we were trying to figure out nothing went wrong. Everything went perfect. Everything went perfect the day. Like, I, I can't think of anything that didn't go as expected. That's so great to hear. Now, you mentioned that you were kind of stressed out leading up to the big day. What were some of the things that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I 
focused way too much on the weather forecast. And everybody kept telling me not to worry about it. But I 100% was stressed out every single day for the month leading up to the wedding. I had the 30-day forecast on my phone. I had the day of hour-by-hour forecast. And I don't think I actually stopped paying attention to it until I actually got in the Cinderella carriage and we were driving to the wedding pavilion and I was like, all right, it looks like we're going to make it through the day without a thunderstorm. I mean, I was so exhausted because I woke up at three in the morning looking at the weather forecast, the hour by hour, is it going to storm? Is it going to rain? And I wish I would have, because, you know, like John said, you can't, I mean, you can't change the weather. If it happens, it happens. And I know Disney, we already had our backup plans. I mean, I even asked our wedding coordinator, like, do we have, do we need to tell our guests to bring umbrellas? Because the wedding forecast said, 50% rain that day and it didn't rain at all actually but I mean she's like no we got this we got everything taken care of if it does rain we have umbrellas for all the guests and I just was so caught up and it's gonna storm and mess up the whole plan but I mean I should have just let that go and let it be but that was something that I think I focused a little bit too much on and I was a little bit too stressed about it leading up until I didn't I mean nothing else mattered that morning I woke up except for is it gonna rain Got it. Okay. So besides continually looking at the weather forecast, is there anything <laughs> else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yeah, I probably would have got a little more sleep uh. the night before. Yeah, we um, we hung out at Disney Springs and then I just was up a little too late. I mean, even though, I mean, in my head, I made the excuse that our wedding wasn't until 730. So I had all day. But once we started getting ready, the room was packed with, you know, bridesmaids and hair and makeup and photography people. And there was no sleep after that. And I, I wish I would have eaten. That was one huge thing. Like, I wish me and John would have sat down and ate some food during the um, reception. That's it. Like, just so we could have experienced. Like, we even said we can't wait to go to another wedding so we could just sit, eat, and enjoy, like, the actual food. So, and drinks. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Trust the process. You know, I often see people saying, oh, I haven't heard from the wedding coordinator. or This isn't as perfect as it should be, but it's going to be perfect because it's your day. Absolutely just trust the process. You know, Disney has been doing this for years. Look at other people, whatever other people. I've gotten so much advice from everything, from these podcasts. I was telling John, like, I literally listen to every single podcast. This is one of the ways that I actually picked one of your podcasts. One of the brides had the exact same like Wedding Pavilion, Italy, then American Rotunda. And then I started looking into it after that. Um, so, you know, like reach out and listen. Other brides were okay with, you know, reaching out to each other. I've had brides reach out to me afterwards too. Like, that's okay. Use each other. We're a whole community, like a whole, you know, I feel like once you become a Disney fairy tale bride, you're like a group. Like it's, it's almost like a, a sorority essentially. But I mean, so use, use the research. There's so many resources from, you know, your book, to, you know, different social media groups, but it's almost like you don't have to plan this by yourself. It could be easier if you just use what's already out there. People have done this before a gazillion times, you know, like it's more advice and other people and books and resources than what you can find on Disney's website for sure. Definitely. Well, Samara, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. 
And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.